Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition. We've got a very special show for you today. Today's show is a talk that I gave earlier this week at a podcasting workshop. Podcasts have become so important in today's life and so many millions and millions of people are avid listeners to podcasts. And many of the people I know are either hosts of podcasts or aim to be guests on podcasts. And on today's show, we're talking about what it takes to become a good guest on a podcast or to evaluate guests who are interested in appearing on your show. Enjoy today's discussion on podcast guesting. So let's start with a little bit of context. If you want to get on a show, any show, and I'm going to blur the lines between a TV show, a podcast, a radio show, doesn't matter. Process is exactly the same. I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the producer of a show. Imagine you want to get on the morning show, your local TV station, could be the NBC Today Show on NBC or Good Morning America, any show like that. Producer of that show has one job to do, and they have to come up with four hours of content each and every day that's carved up into like five-minute segments. So do the math. You carve up four hours into five-minute segments. That is a bucket load of moving parts that you have to organize. And every single one of those has to be great. Has to fit the formula of the show. Can't be a train wreck. You can't bring on a lousy guest. It takes away from the brand of the show. So that person's job is to produce four hours of content. They get inundated with requests to be on their show by the thousands. So they have to filter and they just don't have the time to do a deep filtering. They have to make fast decisions. If you were to visit one of their offices, you would see an office probably with no windows in the middle of a uh, of an office building piled high, corners of every room piled high with books that they've received from authors saying, I'd be a great guest on your show. You'll see things with fancy packaging and red ribbons, anything to try and stand out. They are literally piled high with requests that are kind of all the same. If you're a podcast host, you're getting requests from booking agents, uh, multiple guests a day, multiple requests a day. I'm a host. I produce a daily show seven days a week. It's a little bit of a different game when you're producing a show on that frequency. It's a little bit of a hamster wheel. So we're always looking for great guests. But here, too, a lot of these booking agents don't know anything about the show. So if I'm going to select one of the guests that they have suggested, they have to make it easy for me, just like I would have to make it easy for the producer of Good Morning America or any TV show. You've got to make it easy. The first thing that you need to do, the first question you need to answer is, is this person going to be a good guest? That's really all they care about. If you're the guest... It's never about you. It's always about making a better show. You're there for the show. It would be unthinkable to go on any of these morning shows, could be the morning morning news, and pitch your stuff. It's kind of ridiculous to suggest that you're there as the expert in that one domain that you're an expert to give the new show a better show. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about a new show or a podcast. It doesn't matter. It's all kind of the same. You're there to serve the show. So if you're to pitch yourself to that show producer or the show host, the first thing you need to do is you need to demonstrate that you know something about the show, what the show is all about. When a podcast booking agent pitches a guest to me, the first question I ask is, have you listened to the show? Well, if they haven't even listened to the show, how can they know that the guest is going to be a good fit? 
Sometimes I'll get a I'll get a guest request that says, "Well, you've got real estate in the name, so here we go. This guy is all about teaching real estate agents how to get a better book of business." Well, I'm sorry, we're not about real estate agents. I'm not a real estate agent. I'm a real estate developer. That's very different. Our listeners are advanced real estate investors. Many of them own thousands of units of apartments. Many of them are commercial lenders, investment bankers, uh, commercial mortgage brokers. It's a different listening audience. It's not the rookie audience. So demonstrate some understanding of what you know the show is about. Don't just give them something generic. Show that you know what the show is about and how you're going to use whatever the time is. Could be a five-minute segment, could be a 45-minute segment. How you're going to fill that time period and make it productive. Oftentimes, when you are the guest on a show, you would think that it's the host that comes up with the interview questions. In fact, the truth is it's usually the opposite. It's usually the guest that suggests the interview questions because then you know that the guest is going to have good answers. So the host will often use the guest's questions. Now, if it's a, a hardcore news segment, maybe with a politician and the, and the job of the host is to try and trip up the politician, yeah, we're not going to use the softball questions that, that the guest would like. But if you're there simply to add value to the show, to demonstrate expertise, to give something of value to the audience, it's not a gotcha style of interview. It's to add value and you can provide the host with the suggested questions. This process that I'm describing for you is the tried and true process. It's one that I use. I'll use my wife as an example, uh, another proof point. My wife is a clinical family therapist here in Ottawa. I get her on the TV on, on TV regularly, at least once a month. We developed a relationship with the producers uh, for the CTV morning show, and she's a regular guest. She's a regular guest on CBC Radio as well, and it's always the same process. We know what the format of the show is. We will often call the producer or email the producer and suggest four or five segments that they could do over the next several months. There are often what are called tie-ins in the industry. And a tie-in is something that links to something that's happening that's topical in the news so for or on the calendar. So for example, in case of my wife, being a family therapist, just around the middle of February, she will go on CTV and she'll do a segment having something to do with Valentine's Day. That's pretty predictable. In the last week of December, she'll usually be on the morning show doing a segment on how to set New Year's resolutions. That's pretty much like clockwork. In August, she'll be there doing a tie-in on back to school. Could be back to school for university students, could be back to school for elementary students, but there'll be a back to school segment. So these are what are called tie-ins. And so there can often be opportunities for you to tie into something that's trending. In the case of when I produce content for my show, if there's something happening that's topical in the news, I might bring on a guest or I might do a solo segment. For example, if the Federal Reserve announces a new interest rate, then I'm going to do a segment on that, not three weeks from now, it's going to be the very next day, so that there's something meaningful to say about it. So it's important that if you're going to do something that's not evergreen in terms of content, but is trending, that it ties into something that's actually topical right now. That can be both a plus and a minus. means that your segment may not be evergreen, but you might be able to get on to a particular show that you've been wanting to get on and do so immediately on a very short time, time scale. If you're looking to get on a show or if you're looking to get a celebrity guest on your show, 
you may want to consider what's going on from a trending perspective. Let's say you have someone that is launching a new book. They will often do the podcast tour in advance of that book launch. Very simple case in point, John Lee Dumas, the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. I've been on that show, a number of uh, good friends of mine as well. John Lee Dumas has over 100 million downloads. And he's been at this business now close to 10 years, uh, over 3,000 interviews with entrepreneurs. And I saw that he was coming out with a book. So about a week before the launch, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Um, I kind of knew he was working on a book, but I wasn't paying close attention. I emailed him and said, John, how would you like to be on my show? And he responded back the next day. And by Wednesday, we had recorded a show. So it can be an opportunity as well to bring great guests on your show if you have someone who's looking to get something accomplished. Maybe it's launching a course, maybe it's launching a book, maybe it's hosting an event. Anything like that can be an opportunity for you to do something of an affiliate nature that would be a benefit. And I know from firsthand because people have told me that as a result of listening to the episode with John Lee Dumas on my show, they went out and bought the book. Now, here's a guy who is getting 45,000 downloads a day. You would think he doesn't need any additional help to get additional downloads or book sales. And yet, I know I've brought him business because of people who have listened to my show that may not be subscribers to his show. When you are talking to a show host, you need to demonstrate to them that you really understand the format of the show, that you've listened to it that you're going to add value to it, that you understand their audience, because it's all about the audience. I often will get pitches from podcast booking agents who say, so-and-so would be a great guest, and they never bother to check if they've been a guest before on the show. So oftentimes we'll be responding, yes, they would be a great guest, they were just on the show 60 days ago. You want to avoid that type of situation. You want to demonstrate that you understand the audience. Oftentimes, I will get pitches of, here's how to get rich in real estate. Here's your path to financial freedom. Well, yeah, you and 500 other guys. That is not of interest to our audience at all. That's, you know, the get rich quick shtick. And there's so many of these in every single genre, whether it is in the world of real estate investing, in how to diet and lose weight. I'm your secret to mindfulness, you know, whatever. There, there are a dime a dozen out there. How are you going to differentiate yourself so that you stand apart and you're going to go deep and narrow on something that's going to be of interest to your audience or to the, the show host audience? That is the key to getting booked on shows. Next, you need to establish yourself as a platform, not just sending an email. So imagine for a moment if you did a search on Oprah Winfrey and all you got was her LinkedIn profile, you'd be pissed off. And if that LinkedIn profile read like a like a job resume, you'd be even more pissed off. Of course, when you go searching for Oprah, you expect to find a website all about Oprah. You expect to find links to her media page, links to things that she has done. You expect to be able to download videos and audio clips and all of that sort of thing. You'd like to see a place where they can contact their media, their media contact. You want all of that information so you make it easy for the show host who wants to book that person as a guest to get the information all in one place. Now, if you're not a celebrity, if you're not Oprah Winfrey, again, back to that basic question, 
If I bring this person on the show, are they going to be a good guest? Well, how do you answer that? Put three or four samples of where you've been a guest on someone else's show. Don't put a 45-minute recording. Put a two to three-minute segment that the show host can click on, they can listen to it, and they say, okay, yes, this person will be a good guest. Got to answer that question. You got to have the bio right there on your media page. You've got to have your mugshot so that if they need to download that and include that in the show notes, they can do that. All of that information needs to be there. And when you send your request into a show host or a show producer, you're sending it in such a manner that it's easy for them to absorb it. So you want to attach what's called a one sheet. The one sheet basically says who you are as a guest, why you'd be a good guest, and it also includes some of the suggested questions or topics that you can go deep on. It really answers all on one page that question, why would I want this person as a guest? Don't put a lot of huge attachments because if they're sitting there on their phone and they have to wait for 25 megabytes to download over a cellular link, now you've pissed them off. You got to make sure that it's easy for them. So you instead include that as a link. So put a link to the media page so that they can get to it if they want to. They don't know that they want to invest five or 10 minutes evaluating you. They, they don't know if they want to spend 10 seconds. So give them the 10 seconds. If you're giving them the, something where they have to make an investment of time to e- even get it to a quick no, then you've wasted their time. And that's, that's just not cool. So what makes a good guest? Number one, I'm looking for something that they can bring to the table that's going to be a unique, narrow angle. Uh, One of the things that's unique about my show is that it is a short-form podcast. So I want to be able, in a 15-minute interview, to go deep on one topic, uh, deep enough that it's going to be of interest to to a listener. I don't want to give them six things to remember because they're not going to anyway. So following a little bit along the Seth Godin philosophy. If any of you follow Seth Godin, he has a daily blog and he gives you one thing to think about every day. He's not going to give you six. If that happens to be half a page, it's half a page. If it's three sentences, it's three sentences. But he just gives you one thing to remember. So that's that's a an important piece. So oftentimes I'll get a pitch from a guest that says, I can talk about this and I can talk about that. So I, for example, I did a, a segment. It was a great show with a guy out of the States who focused on simply buying farmland uh, at tax sale. That's all he does, just farmland, tax sale. Not in the urban areas, only rural. And that was a great show. He went narrow and deep on that one topic. I've had another person that all they did was a guy out of Austin, Texas, that does something called a Delaware Statutory Trust. Very narrow and deep, but is something that's very effective for solving a particular tax problem. So, and these again, this is not for rookie investors. This is for folks that are more advanced, folks that are looking to do things that are more significant. I did a show entirely on riparian rights. What are riparian rights? This is who owns the water on your property. Is it surface water? Is it underground water? Who owns the water and how do you know? So you want to go deep often on a single topic. And that's the key. So people get something new, something different, something fresh, that was outside of what they would have naturally known. They come away feeling richer for the experience. And I also find that I want to challenge people's loosely held beliefs. If if I'm challenging people's closely held beliefs, I'm likely to get an immune system response, right? But if I challenge a loosely held belief, they go, oh, then it piques curiosity. That's cool. 
And so that creates more engagement. Educate people. People don't want to be sold. They want to be educated. And you can do that by demonstrating that you're the expert on how to uh, how to engage people. And then, and then you'll be a magnet. People will be drawn to you because they say, hmm, I hadn't thought of that before, but I heard this lady, Stephanie, and she seemed to know all about how to buy a property that had an income stream associated with it. Maybe we can afford a house where before we thought we couldn't. Those are hooks. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're interested in being a guest on a podcast, any podcast, follow these tips and it'll make you a more effective guest on any show you choose to get on. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.